Hey, 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 and welcome to Hashtag The Chit Show. I'm Ashley Chitty, and I am so happy that you guys are here today. Are you ready to chit-chat about all the things, start having some real talk? If so, this is where it's at. I hope you guys are ready to come on this journey with me. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, y'all. Let's get into it. I want to talk about mental illness today. I want to talk about the depression and the anxiety. Um, that is my part of mental illness that I struggle with. Um, it came on as a as a young, like in, in my early age, like I want to say at 24 25, I kind of like, you know, was realizing like, hey, something is going on. And uh, it was shortly after my divorce that it kind of all started coming to a head and that anxiety and depression started kind of uh, poking its ugly head out as well. And it was just something that I felt like it's so uneducated about, like I had never even heard about it. I'd never even really, you know, dealt with it. I mean, I think if I was looking back, I'd probably know that, yeah, I've, I've really, I've probably had, um, anxiety and maybe depression way longer than I, um, have ever thought. I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, it, it was probably more in my teens, but I just didn't know that that's what that was. So that was really difficult to, um, you know, go through because you're having like certain feelings, but you don't know what they are. So I'm trying to, you know, if, if I think about my daughter right now, I, mine, it wasn't that early. Uh, it was more so towards the end of high school um, when I was 18 and 19, maybe. And so um, if I, you know, want to be so aware of her needs in 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 this kind of like making sure that I recognize those signs with her if if ever she was to have a hard time because I mean let's let's face it she's not on social media but it will be part of her future I mean it's it's inevitable like she's you know we'll see those things in the internet and now that school with some being virtual well before but she's in school full-time now but um just being on the computer more you know like they're just they're on the commute computer typing up things that you know they don't they don't know how to to do and like you know all caps it's yelling okay like we're yelling if we're using all caps it's not cool like she's using all caps because she thinks it looks cool but it's yelling like she doesn't know those things you know fourth graders shouldn't really be sending emails so it's hard so i just want to make sure that i'm prepared for the signs that if she starts showing for anxiety and depression and she has in the past struggled with anxiety for example when uh anxiety started with her uh she was five and uh, Patrick had just deployed and he and Coleman, I mean, he was five months. Uh, My son Coleman was five months. And so he left. And so she started kind of showing signs of, of anxiety. And I didn't really get it until one day she would like just empty out a shelf underneath like the entertainment center. We had a built-in entertainment center in our living room and she cleaned out a cabinet and she made it kind of like her own space. Like she had stuffed animals in there. She had, um, she, oh, she'd want to eat in there. Um, she'd bring anything in there that made her feel comfortable. 
So they have this uh, program uh, in Gulfport, and they have it all over, actually. It's called Focus. And so the program Focus uh, stands for Families Overcoming Under Stress. And um, it's a family-level resiliency training program. So um, it's for military families, and it's designed to address the stress and then increase operational, like, tempo uh, with multiple deployments and stuff. But I think now they've changed that. It, I don't think that you um, or your spouse um, need to be deployed to be able to use these services. So if, if you're listening to me in your military and you need um, an outlet, uh, focus is great. It's fo- uh, it's great for you. It's great for your children. And so um, I highly suggest them. They are wonderful, wonderful. It's been an amazing program that we've used a few times. So um, I suggest that you guys uh, check it out if you are uh, interested uh, in more information. Just look it up in your area and see if there is one there. So I take her in to see uh, the therapist there that they offer uh, for deployment um, families. And she's like, yes, she's having a bit of anxiety. And the reason why she's going into this space is that's what she can control. And I'm like, yes, makes perfect sense. Same thing with me and why I, you know, with uh, struggle with anxiety is that I cannot control it. Like I cannot control the situations that I'm in. And oftentimes my anxiety is subliminal. Like, um, yes, I know that like I have a fear of flying and yes, that gives me anxiety. And when I'm flying, I have anxiety. I mean, y'all, I look like weekend at Bernie's. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. I look like that coming off of a plane because I have most likely doped myself up to fly. I've gotten a lot better, a lot better. I don't even know who I am now when I step on a plane, but none, I mean, let's not think, get things twisted. I'm still extremely nervous more so now as a mom, but, um, yeah, it's totally the things that I can't control, right? So um, she started just, it, it all made sense because she started saying all these things about like what she can control, why she, you know, don't make sure that you keep that space tidy and 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 always be her for her to be able to go in there and sit down and have what, like, even if, and I said, well, even if she eats in there, and she's like, yeah, if that's what she wants, give that to her. I mean, that girl I mean, I'm not trying to say that she took advantage, but I mean, she'd be like, can I eat my dinner in my cubbyhole? And I'm like, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm already lonely, but sure. Do you, you know? And so God love her. She'd have her lunch, dinner, whatever in there. But, and then, you know what? Eventually she just came out on her own and she didn't really want to go back in there. So I like to see, uh, the growth in her because obviously her anxiety at five and her anxiety at 10 looks completely different. And, um, I've even noticing lately her kind of like doing like like this finger popping thing that she does. And, uh, she's constantly messing with her hands. And so that's kind of like raised a concern, but I don't, I don't know, you know, kids nowadays, I mean, you never know what's going on with them. She, I call her my informant. She definitely would never have to be waterboarded, uh, in her life because uh, she will give it up. That girl tells on herself all the time. So I'm just worried because nowadays, you know, when you think that you don't know, but then she's open. But at the same time, I mean, you know, she's still a kid, you know, and um, I'm not quote unquote cool. So 
I may not all know all the things, but I want to be prepared because I know what depression and anxiety look like. And I want to make sure that I stay on top of it. But I remember thinking the first bout that I had with anxiety, like it just came as like, I just needed a brown bag. I could not breathe. And then it was, it just kept getting like worse and worse and worse. And it would be like, uh, you know, it, it really wouldn't matter what situation I was in. Um, I was just, I just kept having like these panic attacks and like short of breath and mine looks different. Like when I have a panic attack, it is, I have like a short, um, I'm short of breath. Yes. But I have like this dry cough that comes along with it and I can focus. Sometimes I can't, I mean, I'd be honest, I've had some just driving down the road and thinking I'm fine today. Like, why am I having an anxiety attack? Like, why is this coming on so strong? But oftentimes my are subliminal and, um, they scare me sometimes too, because I want to know like, what is my body thinking? Like what's wrong? I mean, you know, I could have a long to-do list. I mean, I actually work better under pressure, like, or when I'm stressed out, but you know, when we're thinking about things that are going on in our lives, I, you know, our bodies know when we're stressed out and when we're not well. So, um, but the depression that came along, uh, with the anxiety, I mean, it was so hard, you guys, like, and it was raw and it was real. And it started before I had my daughter, like, you know, 10 years before I had her. And I remember thinking, you know, I don't know, I've struggled at times with saying this, but I, I will say it. I, I struggled with not wanting children. I've never really wanted kids. And so um, I've struggled with saying that sometimes saying out loud, right? Because you're like, well, people are going to judge me. I, I don't care if you judge me or not that I didn't want to have kids or I did or I didn't. Um, I, I just was never one to really want children. Like I, I didn't want to babysit kids when I was little. Like, don't call me. Like, I don't, I don't like kids. Okay. And listen, feelings are mutual. Kids did not like me either. Like, and we were good. I was good with that. Then, you know, I met my husband and my, my mind changed and it felt good. Like I knew I wanted this, but I'm navigating this kind of depression, but I haven't quite yet gotten help with it yet with my depression. And so I just had these ups and these downs and the downs were like, you couldn't get out of bed. And I thought, what is this? Like, why am I so fatigued? Like I shouldn't be feeling th this way and, and have these thoughts and going through a divorce that was so hard and that marriage that was really tough and abusive, it will bring you down. And I, you know, probably should have gotten help way sooner than I did, but I'm happy that I, that I have the help now and the tools that I have now to navigate both uh, my anxiety and depression. But at that time, I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know what to do. How do I talk about it? What do I say? Are they going to, like, commit me? Because I was really scared at times that I would not be able to, like, you know, you know, manage life in itself because I was so stressed out and I was living in San Diego and I knew deep down in my soul that I should move back to Alabama or just get back or back close to family. But I didn't know how to do that. I didn't really know how to tuck my tail and not really tuck my tail, but just admit like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling here, but I did. And, and I'm it like it, it, it really helped me when I moved moved back, but then I I had such a sense of loneliness. I'd met, made such great friends in San Diego, and that was my life. And now I'm here, and I'm like, Ugh, 
I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to feel. And so I just, I felt like I just became more depressed. But then I meet, you know, I reconnect with my husband, my now husband. And, you know, we start, you know, building this life together and we get married and, and we start, you know, Hey, do we want to have children? And it's like, well, I never really wanted, but I mean, you're making me feel like I, you know, I should, you know, and we need to, like, this would be great. And I just had that, that feeling that you're really supposed to have when you're thinking about having children. Like I started feeling that way. So we, um, we get pregnant with, uh, our daughter and that was a little hard too. We didn't get pregnant right away. And I had friends that were getting pregnant right away and had great pregnancies and, um, and births, childbirths and, um, their labor, you know, their, their birth story is great. And, you know, mine is not unfortunately. And, um, so I, remember getting a little depressed while I was uh, pregnant, but again, didn't really know how to quite deal with it. Well, then I have my daughter and I uh, end up, I will tell my birth story one day, but I end up having to have two uh, blood transfusions and I get put to sleep to have her. And, um, you know, I come out of it and I really don't get to hold her for a good 13, 14 hours. I don't get to see her. I'm really sick. And um, just have that bonding moment that you're supposed to have. And then like a ton of bricks and a freight train, postpartum depression sinks in. And I didn't know what that was either. But all I, what I did know is I did not like how I felt. I didn't like my thoughts that I was having. Uh, about me and about my daughter at the time. And I thought, I don't know how to say these things out loud, but I've never wanted to be a mom. And now I'm a mom and I still don't want to be a mom. And how do you say that? How do you say that to your husband? How do you say that to your mom? How, How do you say that to anyone? Like those things are hard. So then you keep them inside. And I... I just don't even know you guys like how I made it through. It's by the grace of God because in my husband, he's wonderful. He's, I call him the baby whisperer, no doubt, because he is that, he's just that dad. That's like, you know, a lot of men don't really do well with babies. Like he is like, give me all the babies. I'll take all the babies. Like he's not the great toddler dad. I mean, he's a great dad, but you know, he's a great like baby. Like he will totally, yeah, that's my baby's daddy. Like he will take that baby. Right. And, um, he just knows what to do, but I had just lost it one night and I was just like kicking the bed and I'm telling him, get up, just get up. I didn't get pregnant on my own. I'm not going to do this on my own. Like I am just screaming and yelling. And I have this baby who, by the way, was nine pounds, 15 ounces. I'm trying to breastfeed. Can't stand doing what I'm doing. Can't stand being a mom. Can't stand breastfeeding. Can't stand uh, the way that I look now because nobody tells you after you have to have a C-section, an emergency one at that, that you swell. I mean, come on, people. Like heads up would have been nice. And so I'm like, I don't like who I am, how I look, who am I? I, I like visibly, like I'm just sick because I just got two blood transfusions and can barely walk up the stairs, but I am just so angry one night and it comes to a head and, and that's when Patrick was just like, I think, I, I, I think 
you need you need to tell your doctor like I, we need to talk to somebody. And luckily, I think it was like a day or two late, two days later, I had a doctor's appointment uh, for you know a checkup, and I went in and he was, and I just I just like told him everything, and he was just like I was not surprised. And I was thinking that this is exactly what you were going to say. And I'm not shocked by you telling me this. And he was like, you are, you're suffering from postpartum depression. But the thoughts and the feelings, you guys, like set aside, like, you know, not knowing how to be a first time mom, but the thoughts and the feelings that you're having, you know, as a human being, you're not supposed to be having these thoughts and these feelings. And I feel like it's, I missed a crucial time in bonding with her. And I've, I felt so guilty about that. Like I, my heart, my heart was just broken and it still to this day feels that way. I mean, although her and I are close, sometimes I feel like there's this disconnect between her and I, because I felt like I didn't get, I I didn't truly give us the chance that her and I both deserved and it just wasn't fair. And I just remember hoping and praying that the feelings would go away and y'all, they just would not for the longest, they would not go away. I prayed every night they would and, and, and things got easier and sure. And like the nights got easier, the days got better, like things obviously were getting better, but my depression and my anxiety, and now I was having all these anxious feelings about, gosh, like us just going to the store, her getting sick, me getting sick, who's going to take care of her uh, if I'm sick, like just, like just spiraling really, like just really getting into, into my head and my thoughts and not really living and enjoying her and enjoying this new little family that my husband and I have created. And God so blessed us with this precious baby girl. And I am just like all up in my horrible thoughts. I just could not stop. And they put me on a medication and that started working, but I was still having the panic attacks and I was still freaking myself out about the smallest of things. And I was like, I cannot become obsessive over this. Like I have to start living, but the guilt that comes with all of that, it was just really, really hard. And I had some of the best neighbors uh, that I lived across the street from uh, when we lived in Chesapeake, Virginia. And they were like, Two of the best women I have ever met and known at that time in my life, they would just like take Sarah Kate, you know, and let Patrick and I go and out to eat or me run an errand or do any of those, go to my doctor's appointments. Like they were great because again, remember we're military and I didn't have any uh, family around to help me babysit. And I had friends, but you know, just having somebody across the street, it was huge. Right. And, um, they were amazing and wonderful, and I'm to this day so appreciative to them. But I'm, I, I still navigate this like anxiety and depression, and it only starts to grow then. And I remember telling Patrick, I don't ever want any more children. Like, I don't ever want to go through that again, ever. Like, I, it took me a good almost two years to completely get over my postpartum depression. And it holds a place in my heart. I think it's because I know that it needs to be talked about and not many women do talk about it. And even like, I just wish my doctor would have said a heads up, but I know that they probably don't because they don't want to scare you. But at the same sense, it's like, I mean, I feel like where I like him and I are on a need to know basis and like uh, I needed to know, you know, like 
I just want to get it out there. I want to shout to the rooftops like postpartum depression is real and no two people look alike. My postpartum depression is not the same as your postpartum depression. That's okay. It's still postpartum depression. It still hurts. It's still sad. It's still hard and it's still raw and and it's so real. Like it is real. And I just want you to know that if you are going through that right now, as you're listening to me, I'm here for you. I love you. I know what you are feeling. It's not easy. It does get better. It will get better. You have all the support and even just me. But knowing that you don't stand alone in this, man, I know that that's crucial because I felt so alone and I want everybody to know that it is real and it's hard and give yourself some grace because we will get through this and we will make this more public and we will get the word out there that we need to be more educated and learn more about these things and postpartum depression and anxiety and have being a new, you know, a new mom and knowing the signs to look for the dangers. Uh, mine, I'm not going to like, you know, dim that light on mine and say that it was a mild case. I look back and I think, yeah, it could be a mild case, but it was my case and it was my depression and postpartum depression that I was having to deal with, but they all look alike. And I'm thankful every day that I was able to come out of it. And I hope that you can too someday. And I hope that you can know that there's all kinds of help and resources out there. Just reach out to someone, even if it's your husband, a friend, a neighbor, a pastor, your mom, dad, sister, brother, aunts, uncles, whomever, a friend, please let somebody know that you just need help today. And I just want you to know you are loved. And this was just on my heart. And I hope and I pray that someday we can all, all be able to connect as one, tell our stories and get the word out there. And I love you guys today. And I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love today's episode, I'd love for you to share it on your social media with your friends and family. You can also find me on Instagram at hashtag chit show. Most importantly, if you want to keep listening in, just hit that fancy subscribe button because I know you're not going to want to miss out on hashtag chit show.